and then six months later I just made the decision you know what follow my heart I've already missed out on too much Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up? We are back at Mind Body Gym and we are introducing you to Alicia Spark. Alicia has been on here before, but she's here to update us as to what's going on, the joy in her life and, you know, how she's living right now. So, Mrs. Spark, welcome back. We're so glad to have you. Give us a little bit of what's happened since the last time we talked. Well, hi, Rocky. I am so happy to be here. Thank you. Um, well, I did just get married on the 19th. Hence the name. Congratulations. Works. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, last time we did the podcast, I was actually had just broke my foot mm-hmm. and experienced like quite an amount of death at that time so it was kind of like in a rough spatch but now it's been what like two and a half two and a half years yeah yeah I mean just like since then you've I mean you're all one of our fit to navigate graduates you are entrepreneur we I mean if y'all don't know she's definitely a dog lover she's a wellness advocate and like newly married and living her best life where are you at now um, I moved out to Oklahoma, out in uh, Walters, Oklahoma. So it's uh, I'm only like 35, 40 minutes from the te- uh, Texas border, but I'm like Southwest Oklahoma. Wow. I mean, and since like like it's like I said, it's been about two years. I think you was last on the podcast back in 2019, mm-hmm. and you know, the listeners can go back. We are just, we've just been always blown away by your resilience. I mean, even before I met you inside ORW I had read about you in the paper like two weeks before that before I even knew that I was going to even be <laughs> in, <laughs> in at the ORW you had a write-up in the dispatch you know yeah. you forgot about that right so I, you were already I knew you. Your ways. <laughs> yeah um so, yeah um, I think since then, um, I kind of like developed over those. I went back to work. I worked for the state for about two and a half years. It was like right around the pandemic. Um, and I had found out that I had, uh, well, I remember I had a uh, cervical cancer or mm-hmm. like care of, um, in there. And, um, it was ovarian cancer that had actually went into my lining. So I had uh, gotten diagnosed with cancer, uh, during the time of the pandemic and, went on FMLA leave and during that time I reunited with um my long lost love funny thing is it was my co-defendant at the time um and then six months later I just made the decision you know what follow my heart I've already missed out on too much and I've been out here for almost a year and a half coming up um, and went full in, started a business. Uh, he always had a love for dogs. I remember um, this guy, actually, I don't know. That was actually our first kid right before we went. <laughs> and uh, he's like 12 years old, Jackson over there. Uh, but 
he's always been a dog lover and so went all in on trying to start a breeding business and we breed the Kanye Corsos and the Presa Canarios so they're in the uh, massive line and it's definitely a full-time job like it's there's some days where I'm like oh my god it's a doggy daycare and then there's some days like I I just love it Um, and then I was living in the Bridgeport, Bel Air, St. Clairsville area of mm-hmm. Ohio, which is like right across the bridge from Wheeling. And I wasn't doing too good. I, you know, mm-hmm. I was uh, selling drugs, selling pills. Uh, and when I met him, it was kind of on a connect basis, like how we just, we met at a bar actually, <laughs> and we just get to talking and he had some connects, you know, and I had mm-hmm. some connects. And I used to always say, because I'd have to drive up to Columbus, he used to always say, like, he would kidnap me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, I still have to drive back. And he'd be like, driving here, driving there. I'm like, all right. So that's how we initially met. And then we ended up forming a relationship and then got hung up in the pill mill organization when they were making examples out of that. And then he, he did eight. So I did almost seven to about six and a half so I got out like a year and a half before he did and I remember the day he got out I had um found I knew I was gonna have to be out for some time on FMLA so I couldn't go and pick him up but he needed to go back to Oklahoma because I was like if you need to go see your mom if not you're gonna be back in the same stuff um because he had done 20 years on and off like life and installments is what we used to call that Mm -hmm. Um, I said, you need to go home. And that so is he, awesome. Look at you coaching up, coaching up. And then um, six months later, he went to go pick up one of our co-defendants. And uh, I don't know where it was near Cleveland. I don't know where, but um, anyways, that's not important. But um, he came to my house and I knew I was getting ready to have my surgery. Uh and it was one of those, like, I'd already accepted. I think I had told you, like, I didn't want no more kids. I was going to accept it, you know. And it was one of those, I would have your baby type situation. Oh, so, crying, okay. I was like, man, if I'm going to sit here and tell this man I'm going to have his baby, then um, I know he's been fighting for me for a long time. <laughs> that is awesome. That I was is just awesome. But we tried one more time before my surgery and it didn't take. So, <laughs> oh, well, we got plenty of four-legged kids now. <laughs> you do. You do. So, like, you move out to Oklahoma, right? You and Rob. He is now, like, big-time trucking business. And he he's, he decides to say, okay, I'm going to also go in on your dream of opening up this kennel. Wow. Wow, I mean, and talk about, tell us about your entrepreneurial journey, because I mean, I love it because I like to say fit to navigate is not just the fitness. It's just debate. It's about developing and inspiring relationship entrepreneurs. And here you are showing us. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, So yeah, after I developed like my foundational dog, like we've 
like I really dove into like some of the education like about like where the breeds came from like their genetics like what really all goes into it um marketing is really hard um that especially because I had been gone for so long like yeah I've been home um 9-11 of this year will be three years so a little under two and a half now but it's still hard sometimes um but the marketing just getting your name out there and like which regions to know like where you need to go um and like navigating through some of these these groups you learn how how harsh people are like yeah. I, I always say um like I'm glad that I'm breeding the dogs or like instead of the owners like you know I'm glad own the dog and not the owners because some of these people like ew like I understand like you want to preserve the breed and stuff but it is also about education like people get on here and they'll ask a question or, or and like people just attack them like do you know this and genetics and which a lot of people they wouldn't think of genetics like I when I first started honestly it was I didn't know the genetics and like the color like I had to learn that and through one of my mentors that passed away from COVID, um, like the end of last year, um, I wouldn't have known that. And really, you know, like, hey, like, I don't want to be known to be just a backyard breeder. Like I, we look for the best. I, I want to breed the best, you know, and it is about breeding the purifications out of or bringing the purifications of the dog. Um, so like right now I'm going through, um, testing. I actually got my DNA kit. It's not just DNA testing, it's hip testing. Um, it goes as far as elbow testing, um, like cardiac. I mean, it can just go on and on. And when you're producing these high quality dogs, um, like that stuff's important. People are paying a lot of money for these dogs. Like they, you know, they want to make sure that they are getting the best. Um, and so I think I always just kind of, I'm going to look for the best. And what's great about Rob being on the road is that he goes to these kennels and looks at these kennels, you know, like not just like, Hey, calling on a phone. Like, no, like, guess what? Knock, knock. We're showing up. We want to see what you have to work with. Let me see your dog. Let me see your generations. Like we want to know, like we want to be that involved. Um, and so like most of all of our dogs that we have, we've actually been to the facilities have seen their parents, grandparents, um, have, you know, a pretty good relationship with the breeders, um, which is really important. Um, example, um, well, uh, Dooley, we went all the way to El Paso, Texas, which is 13 hours from here. Texas is a huge state. Um, and just viewed his parents before the pup was even born. Um, and then drove back down there another 13 hours and 13 hours back when the pup was ready. Um, so sometimes it just kills me like, oh, like, like come get your dog. Like that's your family. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I mean, I learned from today, like, uh, I've been looking at the, would you say Kanye Corso for forever, like probably, probably about 15 years. I realized that they are very expensive dogs, but I also thought it was called a Katie Corso, right? (laughs) So you educated me today, right? Um, with that being said, 
you know, as an entrepreneur and a startup, I know you said marketing is a challenge. So that's something more that we could talk about. But also, how can people support your business and everything that you're doing for the dogs? Like, how can they support you? Um, definitely share my content, uh, the content that I do put out, definitely share our content. Um, on our registry, I'd like on my wedding registry, I had like a kennel fund, but like, I don't really have, I think Aaron had like a GoFundMe fund, but, um, I don't really have anything set up like that just cause I've always just been the, try to go out there and do it myself. I, I totally yeah. understand it. Where can they follow you? And then they can start to uh, see like, you know, yeah. where Follow us at Tornado Alley Kennels um, on Facebook. Repeat that. Repeat that again. Tornado Alley Kennels on Facebook. Uh, we're also on Google. If you look up Tornado Alley Kennels in Oklahoma, Walters, Oklahoma, will pop up on Google. Uh, I always love reviews on there because that's a major um, just when people search us. So I really enjoy reviews on there. Um, we're also on Instagram at Tornado Alley 580. And we're also on TikTok. So if you put put in hashtag Tornado Alley 580, we should pop up. It's what's the what's the meaning behind the tornado? Tornado Alley. Alley. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Oklahoma is just known for their red dirt roads and their uh, their tornadoes. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, these dirt roads like <laughs> is crazy. I mean, like what shoot? I think uh, last time I seen you, I had my Harley, and you know, out here. I, I had to sell my Harley. So disappointed. Uh, but literally it's just, it's, you'd think you're just out in the middle of nowhere, but I love it. Um, yeah. so Oklahoma, it's where the tornado alley came from. The five, eight, zero, zero is our area code out here. Okay. So, so what's the average cost of you have you Okay. So you specialize in Caney Corso and what was the other one? Uh, the Presley Canario. What's so, the, what's the average cost for those types of dogs? Um, so our, uh, honey courses can range anywhere between two to $3,500, uh, between like, depending on like a major different factors and our Presley Canarios can run between, uh, 18 to 3000 as well. Um, so they're, they are expensive dogs. They're not just your, you know, your little, but yeah, they're everybody got a they're not just your average dogs either though. Like, you know, they're not just your, you know, your little Yorkshire, like they're, they're not meant for everybody either. Cause if everybody had one of these dogs, it could be very dangerous and they could get a, a very bad reputation, you know? Yeah, what's, and, the, what's the temperament of a Caney Corso, Connie, Connie Corso? They're, stu- they're stubborn. They're not as stubborn as the Presley Canarios, but it is not for a first time, uh, a dog owner of a small dog like if you've owned like a rat before or like a pit like like a if you've owned a larger dog um a german shepherd or it's not for it's not no toy dog for sure um <laughs> so they can be aggressive um but it's you know it's bright in them as far as you know their their eagerness to eagerness to protect and guard like they're very loving and affectionate animals. Like I have one that will literally, like I think both of them, I just had posted a video today of Athena and my kitten playing back and forth. And then Riverdale, will, the cat knows when it's bedtime, it goes and like licks on her or the cat will go get licked on by River. Um, but they are, 
you know, they're just a, a large dog themselves. Uh, and if you can't, if they don't know that your boss, they they're smart. They're the very hurt. You know, they, they'll try to get over on you, you right. know? And so it's just that, that you have to know, they have to know their place and their dominance, you know? So other than that, like, I don't have any complaints. They're so eager to please so eager. Um, yeah. and the press of Canarios, whew, that is not for an everyday dog owner. What's that temperament? <laughs> Um, their temperament is, uh, a little bit more, um, on the aggressive side, the aggressor. Um, but, uh, they are a very goofy type of dog. Um, like they all get along with my cats, which is very like, you know, in their prey drive, just like the Kanye courses, like their prey drive is like, Hey, like you, they, they're working dogs. And that's another reason they're not for everybody that they have to have the they want to work the Kanye courses and the presses. They want something to do. Um, and if you don't give them that, like they're going to show signs of boredom, tearing stuff up. Um, but the press of Canarios, uh, they're, they're stubborn. <laughs> like you. Okay. What's the average <laughs> weight of a Kanye Corso in the press of Canario? Okay. So the average for a female um, is anywhere between about 80 to like a hundred um and a hundred's really kind of high for them probably like 80 to like 95 um and then your males can range from like 105 to 155 but I've seen them go up to like 170 I think Athena's dad was 165 and just like heads massive um but then the press, oh, the Kanye courses are taller. They'll be like an inch or two taller than the press of Canarios. Um, Canarios will be like an inch or two shorter um, and they'll have the tail, uh, but their weight will get up there. Um, like the females, they can range between like 110, maybe like 105 on a small one. I don't have any small ones, like 110 probably to like, 180 for a female I don't I haven't had uh wait 180 seems wait hold on did not mean 180 <laughs> so 105 I think to 135 I think a female will get to I haven't had a full-grown female yet um but my 14 month old male is already 165 pounds wow. um females are already over a hundred pounds. Um, so my one female, she's eight months and she's 105. My other one's a hundred and I want to say 11 last time I weighed her. So, and they're both, I think one's just a year old. Wow. Yeah. So y'all heard it to hear, y'all heard it here from Alicia Sparks, dog lover, Kennel, I mean, raising some DNA studs. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly. Like, and she's giving you the education on not only the temperament of the dog, but what type of dog owner um, you need to be in order to own one of these dogs, right? So, yeah, it's a, uh, um, 
it's such a pleasure to see your joy and to see you happy and and thriving, you know, and just knowing where you came from and from the brief period of time that I've known you, you know, and, you know, we started out with Fit to Navigate and you were working out hard and things like that. So being an entrepreneur and being newly married, how do you, what is your uh, relationship right now with your well-being? How do you still take care of yourself and have self-care? And it doesn't necessarily have to be mean fitness wise, but what do you do to make sure you establish still healthy lifestyle habits? Like what you hear? That's Kim Joyce with Crowd Pleaser. Find her music at kimjoycemusic.com. So with my self-care, I've always been a huge uh, mental health advocate. You know that from day one. Um, so I, you know, first like coming here, it was, I definitely needed to reach out and get my mental health back to uh, main, maintenance. And I just maintain a maintenance. Um, honestly, I uh, have been diagnosed with bipolar one recently. I think uh, they say sometimes it can develop um, in women as they hit their thirties uh, from additional trauma, uh, which you no, know, no wonder. I mean, I had lost like five people in a four month span. So um, I, I learned that about myself and I just continue to, you know, have maintenance with that. Um, I did fall off the wagon of working out and stuff, but I think um, just getting out with these dogs is, and just living life to life. Um, I think moving out here, I was such a city kid and didn't want to be uh never I hated the country when he brought me out here 12 years ago I was like screw that like I got sent to Ohio to live with my grandma I was like this out in the middle of nowhere I'm not doing that and then Rob brought me out here and I'm like this is really out in the middle of nowhere and I think me just really diving in and like committing to this um lifestyle change I mean this is a huge lifestyle change, but waking up every morning and be able to have a cup of coffee and just not take the small things for granted, like looking at the sunset and the stars and just like truly like that's my, I think my, um, my self-care is that. just sitting out and looking at the horizons wherever yeah. it leads for real. Wow. Wow. Like since you've been out for a while now and you're doing your own thing, I'm, I mean, you definitely are a leader and a coach. Like, what tips do you have for other women who have been, you know, impacted by the criminal justice system? Like, um, yeah, don't let, don't let it beat you up. Don't let it define you. Um, really, like, living life on life's terms is a huge thing. Um, you have to truly want to change your mindset and don't let those excuses that you give every day um, overtake you. Uh, cause they're very easy 
to run to. Uh, you can have get be given every excuse to go out, you know, if you're an addict to go use, if uh, you're a drug dealer to go back and sell, um, you know, and as long as you don't accept that, like want something better and just commit to other things that, that keep you busy um, is very important. And just, I think really just accepting life on life's terms, like, yeah, you're going to have shitty days. You might even have shitty months, like on top of each other, but what other options you have is just get up every morning. I always say, put your uh, shit kickers on and go stomp through the mud and, keep going and right so really just you just in the power to choose different choose yeah. different from exactly like you can't you can't just accept what you've done in the past or make an excuse oh well this happened like okay this happened but what are you gonna do about it are you gonna stay there or are you gonna continue to go yeah you know, um, I just, I think I was talking to you pre-phone call. Like, we definitely um, would love to have you as part of, you know, continued part of our organization because you've been so essential to the development of it, right? And it's just like, you know, I was asking you about feedback, but I want to make sure I get this on here. It's like, what feedback do you have for organizations who are looking to work with justice-involved populations? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's uh, definitely very important, like for a lot of us that were in there, communication um, was lost in there. Like, I mean, very few people, you know, reach out, even loved ones, families. I mean, you don't, it's just you most of the time or like one or two people. It's not like fulfilling like what you need. Um, And then same thing, like when you get out, like if you're truly trying to change the, the people, places and things that most people need to change. Um, and their mindset, like I did, uh, six and a half years and it took me four years to truly change my mindset. And it's, you know, the, the recovery system, like it's not working, like how they're treating addiction and, uh, just throwing somebody in there and like, no, like it, it's deeper than that. And it's community, it's linkage, it's resources. That's going to really, truly keep somebody on the right track and, um, volunteering, like they need to get out there and volunteer. Like, cause if your mind is, is stuck, if you're in your head alone, it's a bad spot to be, no matter if you're doing good, if you're doing bad, like if you're in your mind alone, like you can, if you're anything like me, you can find just chaos in your own mind. Um, so I think like that, don't be afraid to go out and reach somebody out because they need to stay busy they 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 have that urge you mm-hmm. know to better and if you don't get them uh either before if they don't have that before if you don't get them like soon when they come out um that's a very crucial crucial period uh i i think into like reintegrating back into you know just everyday life life in general yeah like when you got out you were they had you speaking at one of the state things based up on your experiences and, you know, um, what, how, how prison had, you know, affected you, but also how you used to say, what's that quote you say? I used to be a what? Oh, um, I used to be a, a prisoner. What a I, warden what? of the state. Oh yeah. Now, now I work for the state. Yeah. I used to work for the state. Now I'm working for the state. Still yes. got a different one. 
Yes, yes. Like, you know, one of the things that um, Fit to Navigate, as I mean, we talked about when we are inside, was about legacy and currency, right? You yeah. remember that, right? And so, like, I asked you guys, like, what do you want your legacy to be, right? And I'm asking you again, Alicia, what do you want your legacy to be? I think my legacy, like I always said, uh, I really just want to get back to other corrections or incarceration because like I might have not ended up in the gym since, but I've always since day one, um, you know, and even I guess beforehand, because look, you you knew me through a a newspaper clipping is to really get involved in the justice system and just bring awareness to it. Um, still, it's still harder to find housing than it is employment. Like, yeah, it's easier to find employment these days. Um, but yet I just heard somebody when I was at KFC, um, was calling with a computer. Well, did you do our background check? I mean, come on, man, we're, we're working at KFC. Like really like give that person a job, like a poor girl. Um, but just to give people a different outlook on the criminal system and like you're not a criminal your whole life uh to just give people a different mindset on that too a different view um is really important because if they don't have the resources and the steps it is going to be recidivism but it's our own government that's keeping it that way i feel like you know without providing enough for them well you've already made a huge impact in our organization and we are so happy to have you be a part of it and um you didn't let things stop you i mean you were volunteering for special olympics mm-hmm. i mean you you've done a lot since you've been home and you know i know that you did lose like five people like right away and you're still trucking along we're so happy to have you again back on the podcast newly married entrepreneur doing her thing i mean alicia sparks she stands about four foot eleven but she's a giant <laughs> i'm only four nine and a quarter i'm legally oh, four <laughs> nine and she's a giant she yeah. is a giant she really is man we just thank you so much for having for being on here we love thank you and we'll always you know be here and support and stand and stand for you love you give family <laughs> The love you give, absolutely. Thank you, Alicia Sparks, for being on the podcast. Support her business by following her on Instagram at Tornado Alley 580. That's on her IG at Tornado Alley 580. Thank you for listening. Asa Gedichir, co-founder of Fit to Navigate and this podcast, Mind Body Gym, where we believe that if you get your mind right, your body follows and you become that G-E-M, living your purpose here on this earth. Speaking of purpose, the purpose of this podcast is to uplift the work that we do with our social enterprise, Fit to Navigate, a well-being program that sparks entrepreneurial spirit within all of us focused here in Columbus, Ohio, to create a pathway to prosperity for communities impacted by the criminal justice system. Learn more about our social enterprise at fittonavigate.com. 
Support our social enterprise by checking out our merchandise line, The Love You Give, Sponsoring a Woman, or staying connected with our community by subscribing to our newsletter. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.